Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Build Black Podcast. Miss, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you today? What's going on for you in your world? I'm good, man. What's happening, man? What's happening? Where are you? Are you in Birmingham right now? That would be the most authentic answer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just on the outskirts, little countryside, living. Tell, tell us. Move just I, I don't. I don't want the details of the exact location, but but um, what what are the outskirts like, and and what made you move to the outskirts, or have you always been in the outskirts? Yeah. Well, obviously, let me give you a bit of the country life. I feel like. Um, yeah, man, I, I felt like I needed to build a family home. Mm. I feel like come growing up in Birmingham and experiencing the things that I've experienced, I felt like coming away from it a little bit will help me mm. and it'd be better for children, my children growing up. It's just a different atmosphere and a different way of life and a different incline of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So t- tell me more about, uh, about the black experience in Birmingham. I think I understand that you grew up in a Punjabi, predominantly Punjabi community. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in an area called Erdington. So there's a lot, the same way there's a lot of Punjabi influence there. There's a lot of black people, a lot of white, a lot of um, Polish. It's a very mixed cultured area. So like it's an area where everyone has to get along. It was, wasn't really segregated where certain cultures treated certain cultures. Yeah, there is. There'll be roads where you'd have to, you know what I mean? There'll be more cultures than whatever. But everyone seemed to mix together, man, and just get along with each other. So, so I, the, I remember the first time I went to Birmingham, I felt like the people that I met in Birmingham wanted us to know that Birmingham does everything London does, sometimes even more. I feel like there was a message of like, yeah, don't, don't count us out, like respect us, we are still here. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of people here in Birmingham feel like we're just mission away in, in an island <laughs> just in the middle of the sea. So I'm like, oh, like I've said to people, like, yeah, I'm just like a shisha. They're like, oh, you got shisha in Birmingham. Like, what the hell do you think going on up there? Do you think like we're just an empty place? So I feel like people from out of Birmingham and this, even London down south, if they've never come up here, they really think that only London, or for instance, has them sort of facilities where you could enjoy yourself. <laughs> even nightlife, I feel like it's a good nightlife there. Mm. And like, I mean, the baseline scene, the drum and bass scene, the grime scene, there's some good scenes that have actually started up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. T- tell us more about your origin stories. How many people was you, was in your house? Was you have brothers and sisters? So it's mad, yeah. I grew up with my granddad in the house mm. from the day I was born. So it was mad. I had that sort of yard where my granddad showed me all the stuff about coming in, becoming into a man. So... 
it's mad, yeah. Sometimes I take very long at doing something, yeah. And my brother's got an explanation for this. He says, because, like, my dad, he didn't live with me. Mm. He didn't, he, I, I knew him and that, but he didn't bring me up in sort of sense. So, my granddad taught me a lot of stuff, which I know today. Mm. But because he was doing it so slow, and, like, my brother's, this is what my brother's, uh, uh, this is his, his reason why we take long at doing stuff. I feel like because we got showed by our granddad, and obviously, my granddad was then past his prime. My granddad was 80s. Mm. So, like, when he's showing us stuff, he's doing it very slow mm. and taking his time. So, that's the way we've learned to do things sometimes. So, sometimes, even when we're doing, like, we love cars. My granddad loved cars. He loved building stuff. And even when it's to do something, he just take his time and he does it. So, I feel like having my granddad in the house mm. has played a big part to who I am today. I've been taught the old school way, mm. in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I missed the era. <laughs> like, mm. I've... And I've gone back to the old school and learned the way my mom and her brothers learned. Mm. So it was me, I had one brother and my granddad, which grew up in that yard. That must have been incredible. Um, and obviously my brother had kids beforehand. So there was always had a niece and nephew was about in the yard. So that always give me. And from young, you know, it gets with parents. You have to help, bro. If there's kids over, you got to mm. help do certain like. <laughs> Can't be sitting around playing games. So, from a young age, man's been with kids and just knowing what to do, burping them, winding mm. them, changing nappies, teething powder, bad things, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, and what's mad, my mum, she's an old school Caribbean lady, <laughs> same with my granddad. Are your family Jamaican as well? This is this always matters. Bro. No, Saint, the Vincent. Okay, cool. So my mom and my granddad are from St. Mm. Vincent and the Grenadines, the Vincentian. So small island. My mom came here, I think, when she was 15, 16. Um, so like, they've, they've, they've all had experience of back home, all of them. So the way that I got brought up was very old school and like, strict in a way and just, just living by certain like you know like mythology you know what I mean you know it gets like you know it gets with the quotes don't throw stones if you live in a glass mm. house and there's, there's so much maybe, I'm on the spot now but there's so much things that I live by which my mum taught me like still up to this day I won't go into a woman's handbag because same, my mum taught same, me same, same. if I send you to go get my purse don't ever just bring yeah, the yeah, purse yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> but like bro if my missus says to me now yo Go and get my handbag. Mm. I'm bringing the. Well, go and get my purse. I'm bringing the whole bag. Like I'm not trying to get the purse out. <laughs> so it's like these are the things that that were embedded in mm. me, which I would teach my children as well. These sort of things, like these are the sort of things that, as a gentleman, you're not really meant to do. My mom taught me the gentleman ways. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, yeah. Same, 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 same. Like I think um, yeah. out of all the people in my area, there's just like certain things around women that you just, I wouldn't engage in because my mum made that abundantly clear. But she also used to tell me stories of what happened for her growing up with the men around her. And they those were the yeah. lessons more so than anything. Like, so it was just like, you know, it became really, really important to adhere to them. What So, you know, growing up with your grandfather is rare because most grandfathers aren't really present in their grandfather's lives for some reason. Yeah, Where are all the so grandfathers? Rare, like my granddad. How did that come about for you? So much. Well, obviously, when my when my my granddad and his sons, which are my uncles, mm. came to this country before my mum. Right. So when he came, he sent for a child at a time. 
Gangbusters. And how it works with the work and like, how much he was making. But his aim was to come here. Huh? He was a mechanic and he was sending for his kids one at a time. And then obviously when my mum came, uh, I don't think they ever got to a stage where they lived and never lived together. So when my mum came, as she was the only daughter as well that he had. So I think she became a like, I'm looking after my dad now, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. So the day I was born, I've always experienced my granddad in there. Same with my brother as well. Mm. Like, we've always had my granddad, so it's like, and from young ages, he's, he's, he's made us try pepper, pepper soups. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? He taught man how to catch rats. He made his own rat trap. Like proper old school mad stuff. He taught me how to build a go-kart out of wood mm. and trolley wheels. Because he used to have the big hill by mine. He used to taught me how to build that. Mm. And for me, I feel like he really, that's who, what has made me into the type of alpha male that I am mm. today. Tell me more about that alpha male thing, because so in, inherently, like the idea of an alpha male is not not necessarily criminalized on on site. It's more of a thing that people are cautious of that because people don't know what it means. But what does it mean to you? Yeah, so I feel like for me, alpha male, it's not how strong you are, it's not how big you are. It's all about the way you live your day to day. Can you live with the minimum mm. without moaning? That's what my granddad showed me. Like it got to a stage in my life where after my granddad passed away, my dad passed away and then my mom passed away three months wow. later. And I was the age of 19 I was. Damn. And that same year I had a child. So I was just in a deep end, bro. I didn't really have much. But I had to survive, bro, and I had to deal with or I had to like use whatever I had around me to just make me survive. But I would say that even though I didn't really go without growing up, I definitely got taught about... Because like what my mum did as well, she always took me back home from an early age just to show me what people back home, how they're living and give away stuff, give away sliders, give away clothes, you know, you know what I mean? From a young age, she drummed that in me like, you know what I'm saying, we go back home and we give stuff away. So it was kind of me knowing how it, how it, it can be in a third world place, mm. you know what I'm saying? And being able to survive off literally resources which you got, like not much. You can't really go out your way to buy more things. I didn't really have that. So it was more about surviving on resources, like from young that I wouldn't even know of a person would even think they could survive off it. But from a young age, mm. my mom showed me about, you know what I mean? It's getting by without nothing really and it was not that my mum whatever she always had a nice job she, she worked in care work so my mum wasn't the, the richest but she wasn't she wasn't down yeah, and out yeah. I didn't really have a hard time that. but obviously she taught me about one toy I was a spoiled child my brother would probably always say that I was spoiled mm. but I was never allowed to let's say in my time there was it was a wrestler stage where you get your wrestling ring <laughs> and your wrestling figures and whatnot I will like, like you know about going to Woolworths and your mum saying pick one, but there's fifty figures there. And you're like, <laughs> I'm saying, but I have to play with another one, and she's like, no, pick mm. one. And I'm like, yo, but them sort of things there is what taught me and is what's built me who I am today to understand about being grateful in life. Because you, you, even now, I've got my own children. I've got a twelve year old daughter that 
definitely isn't as grateful as me. Definitely thinks money grows in trees, but the same way, at Christmas time, she still rolls in me to give away stuff to the homeless. Mm. So it's a different era. She's definitely not in the era where I was and the way I'm thinking, but the same way she understands about the two different sides. Yeah. You, you talked earlier about yeah. doing um, uh, your idea of like um, masculinity being around doing doing the most without expecting much. What what are your your needs from the people around you? What do you ask for from the people around you that's just self-interested just for you? For me, for the people around me, loyalty is a key thing. And loyalty can come in all shapes and sizes. It could be it could be talking to someone that you don't speak to or you don't normally, you know what I mean, that you no longer have connection to, but the person that's around you still does. Um, number two is that some people, everyone's from all different walks of life. Some people are actually around you thinking, one day I'm going to benefit from mm. that. And I feel like if you have that mindset, you will never benefit. Mm. But if you have the mindset of just being you, like, you see me, I have a lot of different sort of crowd. I don't really have much friends in the music scene. Don't get me wrong, I do. All my, all my, all my workmates that I do music with are my mm. friends because I've done it. I've worked with them over years and like, I, I won't say that whoever I do business with are not my friends, but I feel like I have a lot of friends that ain't got nothing to do with mm. music and I actually get along with them because of their normality of it. Like some are bus drivers, some work for the council, some are school teachers, some are security guards. You know what I mean? Some are pub owners, some are banqueting suite owners. Everyone, all walks of life. And don't get me wrong, some are, some are a, lot, a lot more wealthy than other mates, but it's not about the wealth. Mm. Some people will say, tell me your company, I'll tell you who you are. But for me, it's all about the genuine person for me. Mm. And that's what you can tell me you are. Like some people make that, they take the, like they don't step outside the box and look at the, the question that they're being asked. Like, my mum used to tell me a lot as a kid, tell me your company, I tell you, uh, if you chill with people that teeth, you're going to become a teeth. If you chill with people that smoke, you're going to smoke. <laughs> but the same way... By is, the way, you're giving me so much nuggets that's reminded me of my mum and my grandmother because these are the little things that yeah, I just said. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Trust me, these are the things that my mum drummed into my brain from young... And that's created me that I can pass on to my children as well. Mm. That probably she will never hear. I don't think my child or my daughter's or my son's teacher will tell them, tell me your company, I'll tell you who you are. Mm. Because it's a different era. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 for me to show them a light. It's crazy because don't you think when you when you get older you understand when an older is trying to pass down a generational information to mm. you. And you're just like, chill out, man. And you're like, my dad told me, yeah, or my granddad told me. And you're just like, yo, bro, just chill out, man. I'm just trying to live my life as a young youth. Mm. But then, when you get older, you start to think, yo. Like, for instance, now, I got in, I got into a lot of trouble for driving without a license. Mm. When I did get into trouble without driving without a license, and I was in a predicament where I had time to think about, or I was in a situation, or I was in a place where I was because of driving, I was thinking, yo, should just listen to my people, but anytime they send a new card, it was like, have you got your license yet? What are you doing, man? Mm. Why haven't you got a license yet? Why have you got this or why have you got that? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
and it was just it just started to sink in like you know what all them times that people was telling me there wasn't actually moaning they was just keeping it real they know better mm. you know sometimes as a youth there's a mad age between 16 and 20 you, know, you just think you're the man <laughs> yeah like, no one can tell you anything you, you think yo I'm a man I've left school no one can chat to me whatever the, the mindset is but the realness of it is is everything starts to resonate and starts to sink in when shit goes bad you start thinking about what your mum said mm. or what your dad said or what your brother said or what your uncle mm. said you're like shit but it's mad you should always deep them things before actually making a movement sometimes mm. and that's why it's always about my mum taught me as well about you know what I mean thinking before you make a move you know what I mean I'm saying your actions speak louder than words. Like stop talking and talking it and saying you're gonna do that. Action speak, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So can you, I live by that today. Man. Can you tell me what your like your earliest memory is? Just of, of anything, anything that actually happened in your real life that you remember? And what age were you? My earliest memory I could say for an achievement, I'll go for an achievement base. Was me, I used to play football and I remember on presentation day, there's so much competitions. There's American shootout, penalty shootout, best team, best player. And I remember winning nearly every trophy. And I remember times where I wanted to give up football. Uh, I just remember times where the football manager came to pick me up. And I, like, I'd go out with my friends and just not air, air out his calls, like, yo, I'm out on the mobile. What age group is this? What age is this? Uh, age group, I'd say about 14, 15, mm. even probably younger than mm. that, 12 going up between that age, where it's very easy to get caught up in whatever else is going on in the roads. And if you mates, it's crazy at that time because you have a lot of mates that are doing a lot of different things. I had a mate that got kicked out of school from such an early age, but always used to try and not see me on the way to school. Mum used to be like, yo, you don't want to be like him, you know. This guy don't go to school. Look, he's out in the morning when they were all going to school. Trying to say, ask you what you're doing. When he knows what you're doing, you're going to school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not until I was older that I thought, yo, it's mad, bro. That geezer was raw. It's a lost soul. Mm. Like, how was he walking to school with us and leaving us at the gates? He was the same age as us. But you get me? And his mum got fines and all this madness. But it kind of just made me when I when I when I got to a certain stage of my life, I just knew like shit. You know what? My mum being so strict at me for even school, I couldn't have a day off either. You mad? You I would have to be probably be dead. <laughs> Blood. Get me? You think I could say I got a headache or a runny nose? I can't go to school, and it's crazy because. I've got a daughter which is tired that gets into these predicaments with her mum. Oh, I can't go today, belly mm. ache. Or I'm lactose tolerant, I've had milk, I can't go. And I'm like, huh? Mm. What do you mean? Mm. <laughs> or I haven't been able to get my hair done into braids, so I can't go. Huh? I'm like, what do you mean? Well, like, this is not an option and I've had to go and pick her up and actually bring her there physically. But it's mad because I couldn't do these mm. things. It's mad, like, but it's it's crazy for me that everything my mom taught me, and even the the relationship that I had with my dad wasn't the best, but the things that he taught me I still live on in my blood today, and I still let it lead. I still let it play onto my kids. And don't you think it's good? 
being born in a certain area and having it so like my parents wasn't really young i don't know about yourself mm. my parents i've got old school parents mm. i had old school my mom had me when she was 45 oh so. wow okay so cool. like get me like i was get me or 40 40 or 45 one of the two but it was like it was crazy because my dad was 10 years older than my, my mom so i always had old school parents that just had old school way of thinking like if I asked my dad for a pair of trainings, he'd try go as doing it some flashing joints. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, so, I hear you. You get me? That's what I got brought up in. And it was my brother that was only, my brother is 12 years older than me. So he was still into like the the, the snazzy shit. So he, you know what I mean? The Reebok classics and the feelers and mm. the, you know what I'm saying? Air Maxes, it was them. It was my, it was my, who, who, my who, bro uh, that managed to. How, how do you characterize yourself? Like, because I think whenever something big happens in your life, there's just a shift in just who you are. But like you said, you lost your three major role models in life at very similar time. Yeah. Who were you before versus after, like the year before that happened? Because you talked about football and all that. So why am I not talking to Mr. Football Player, um, you know, going into his like final contract, probably going to Saudi Arabia to go and make quarter of a million a week or something. Why am I talking to that person? Why is it an artist rather than a football player? Um, who did you have to become after there was no more elders left in your family? So I'll be real with you. I went off the rails a bit. So when the dad and mom first passed then, I felt like there was no one that can tell me what's right, what's wrong. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I still had brothers who could tell me, but they're not my parents. Mm. So I went for a stage of, that's it now. What age group is man, this, sorry, by the way? What age is this? I was 19 years of okay, age. Said, yeah. So I was now a dad. Mm. My son was born, I mean, my daughter was born in February. Dad died around July. Mom died in November. Wow. So I was now a parent. Uh, and then I think the year after that, January, the house got repossessed, bro. I'm a man that's never moved house. I've never moved house, bro. I was born and bred in that yard until I was fucking 20 odd. Never moved ever. So to lose that house, which I grew up in, really it kind of hit me for six a bit where I kind of went on a, no one can tell me nothing now. Whoever thinks they can, just like, you definitely can't because I just felt like I was, I was my own man now. And whoever could tell me and whoever gave me the advice, which they did in my life, they can't no more. <laughs> and I, it kind of sent me down the wrong path where going back to the driving, when I was driving and doing mad things, no one couldn't tell me nothing. Mm. I'd be like, yo, just chill out, bro. Mm. This is my, because bro, to keep it real to you, my, ha- my, my house was my car. Mm. so with no car I had no crib bro my wardrobe was in my boot um, my whole identification for my life was in my car mm. so when I got into trouble for driving I lost everything I lost my clothes I lost my my crib on wheels ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lost my identification and then I had to start again. And I remember coming out of um, incarceration, I had to go into a hostel. Mm which was the maddest decision I made in my life. What was mad about it? As I said, I've never, I've never lived in my, on myself. Mm. As I said, like, mum was in a hostel living, like, but I remember that decision there is what made me who I am today. And that's what's crazy, like, the, that same hostel is where I got noticed for rapping. Wow. Uh, I was rapping one day and another guy that lived in the hostel mm. was like, bro, you cold? I've got a guy, you know, that I go that I used to go college with that works at P one and all. You should do a freestyle. I was like, ah, I remember these days I was about 21, 22. Mm. I was like, bro, nah man, I'm too old to be rapping, bro. I got a mm. daughter, I need to get a job. He's like, nah, bro, just try do a freestyle, do a freestyle. And I did, man. Mm. And what that did, it just it like just started building a fan base and people started relating to my pain, bro. Mm. And I thought, yo, and you know what's crazy? If you've never done something like that before, it's crazy. It's to get the feedback, like, yo, blood, man, I really taking in my thing. Mm. People thought I went prison. Like, I did a few crime things before that, mm. which was just on some random channels. But everyone thought that I went to prison from then till now. And I was like, yo, where's he been? Look, he's put weight on and everything. Mm. But it weren't that. It was just, man was just going through life things you get me man's lost my mom my dad i've had a you you know what i mean and then just trying to survive on the roads and doing normal things have you ever sat down with someone is that is that in your value system to go see a, like a therapist and just discuss that stuff out loud and just say the things that you've never said to people well a lot of people a lot of people have been um like just offering me to uh like to go and do it but i feel for me yeah Writing and rapping mm. is a is a is a, a way of counselling for me. Mm. It's even speaking about the stuff that I've never even spoke about before. Mm. It kind of like that's what helps me. Mm. Or when I've dropped something so deep, deep, and someone says, "Yo, I relate to that." Mm. When they're like, "Yo, man, relate to you," get me. Man, feel it. I lost my parents to here and then I went to here. Even people that, you know what, raw helps me a lot. People that have been into like, uh, you know, the mental institutes. Yeah. And they'll be like, yo, your music got me through, man. 
that would really it gives me something this gives me a, a, a reason to carry on mm. like yo this keys as well said that, that it's me that's made him get through the uh, the mental side of things and I brought him back or he was going through say anything you know what I mean mm. the that got this, everyone goes through something and I feel like me being able to relate to them is a, is, is, is a part of my counselling that's dope. Do do you see? Well, I, I believe. Do do you see Mist and I don't want to say your government name unnecessarily, but do do you see Mist and the person um, in your private life as the same person? Is it one whole existence, or do you separate when you're Mist, the artist, versus you know you as a dad or you as a brother or uncle? Um, you know, it is. I feel like Mist has to play his own character. Mm. When you leave the house, when I leave my little estate and I go out and I have to, I have to take pictures with people. Mm. People ask, I can't be rude. I'll be like, yeah, go on. You can have a picture. Mm. Reese is the dad. Mm. The dad of two will be a dad of three. Mm-hmm. Congrats. A dad of a 12-year-old who doesn't think so I'm quite old. Mm. A 12-year-old. Like, <laughs> why do you have to be 30? You know about that one? You know about your child saying, why do you have to be 30? And I said, oh, shit. 30. I'm like, obviously, chill out, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> young dad. Um, that's Reese. Um, Christmas time. What else is Reese? Is my whole family come to my yard at Christmas. I'm talking at least 30 to 40 people. <laughs> that's sick. But for me, for me, that's um, it's a it's a way of uh, what can I say? A way of me growing up, man, mm. and being able to even facilitate all of that. I used to be the guy that they always used to be talking about, like ah, Reese, man, like you know what I mean? He's yeah, I don't know, <laughs> he's in, he's in trouble again or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But. I'm now not that guy. I'm now a guy where if you meet someone, you know how it gets in it. You know when your auntie meets another auntie. Yeah, man, me nephew, I do good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you watch the video, he's traveling and you know what I'm saying? Mm. But I feel like it's good to even to be there. Yeah. How, how does it feel now to be head of your family in some way that's a real shift from being the younger brother in a house to being a head of the family it's crazy you know i feel like it feels like i've accomplished something that i've been waiting for for a long time Mm. like let's keep it real like and you know what's mad as well um rapping was a cool blood when i first started (laughs) yeah as i can remember it wasn't it's not a dream job. Mm. Your parents would say, yeah, man, keep doing it. <laughs> we know it's crazy though. What's mad is my dad, my dad was a musician. He had his own band, played guitar. Oh, shit. Yeah. His band was called J-A-L-N Band. <laughs> in his age, he was in the top of the pops. He did his thing. You get me? Sick. He got a couple of number ones in his stage. Sick. And it's mad because... Man's living on that legacy. <laughs> His group was with all my uncles. I think there was another three of my uncles in there. So, wow. man, it's in the blood. Mm. So, it's good for me to be here 
and my dad's side to be like, yo, Reese is living on that legacy, man. Or when they see me on TV doing a performance where, you know, when they accidentally stumble. That's, that's what's better. different, you yeah. know. They accidentally stumble on your success where they drive through a um, a road and they see you on a billboard or they're, on the, they're driving in the car and they hear you on the radio or the radio man's like, yo, mister's got this coming mm. up. And it, that's when I think the penny drops and people start to understand that shit, this user's really doing this music thing. Like, mm. or to see me do a, a show with that much people, they're like, rah, or post it. Because I still have them on social media and that. I think that's when they really understand that, yo, Mime is living on the legacy. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the what's the difference in terms of raising a daughter? Like, I've, I, you, the way you were raised and you talked about your grandfather, how much of that is actually transferable into her? Because my daughter, when I tried to do the hardline thing with her, she just gave me emotion. And I realised I couldn't push her beyond a point. It didn't work in the same way as it did for my I son. I feel like, this is what's different here yeah, as well. I feel like I went through a mad stage where I didn't know how to deal with my daughter. You know how it gets woman things start happening and new, new, Ray. I don't know what happens, <laughs> but you're not that cool dad that you was at a stage. <laughs> so for me, I just had to be a dad when it was time to be a dad. Mm. I went through a mad stage. My daughter was even blocking me at a stage. Wow. Mm. Like, whatever me and the disagreements her mom had, she'd just put it back onto me. Like, yeah, mom said this, so I'm blocking you. I'd be like, yo, you can't be doing that. Like, mm. just because your mom's moving to me in a certain way, you can't be acting like this. Yeah, yeah. You get me? So, um... <laughs> Obviously, that was a mad scale, but I remember going to my uncle, like, Unks, I'm done, bro. Like, I don't know what to do. My baby girl has blocked me. It's been this long. I've tried to go to the yard. She said she ain't coming downstairs. Bad thing, but, <laughs> but it, was, it affected me. Mm. And he goes, you know, the only thing you can do, he says, don't stress her. Just be a dad. But it's time to be a dad. Mm. So then, obviously, it was the hardest thing I had to do. I had to kind of let it breathe because you know it's mad I think she liked me messaging her every day unblock me or getting someone to message her get her to unblock me I'm not having this she liked that mm. so, uh, and it weren't until she had a, a bicker with her mum and when she needed dad and dad come in had to be super dad dad come and get me like yo what's gonna say dipped out the yard yo get me even my partner at the time was like I don't think you should be you know what I mean? She's got you wrapped around her little finger, but I'm trying to let her know, like, yo, you're not understanding that. Mm. Like, this is my daughter that I've, like, she's been like, you know what's crazy? It was my daughter that kept me sane mm. through all the hard times. Mm. It was my daughter that kept me pushing. I couldn't let go, bro. Mm. Like, I've always had the relationship where I had to have my daughter. House or no house, grip you, you. And at a stage, but mum was got mum was depressed, bro. As I said, you know what I went through. I lost my mum and dad within three months. Then lost the yard about six months later, mm. and I had a babe mum that would still say, "Come on, grab you," and I'd leave thinking, "Yo, where am I going? I can't sleep in the whip. I'd have to go to a family members or whatever it was." But it was my daughter that kept me sane and kept me pushing, bro, mm. and that kept me knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and that no matter what, my daughter's always gonna need me and these things mm. so there's no time to lounge around and worry about 
or even try and mess with your freedom. Mm. It's easy to be messing with your freedom. And then the worst time about it was when I had a little time away from my daughter. It wasn't much, about seven and a half months. But when I came out, I seen how much she grew and how much time I missed. But you know what it was? It was a blessing and a curse. You know how some people say it makes or break it? It made me. Mm. Prison for me made me enjoy my own company. Before that, I didn't mm. enjoy my own company. That's powerful. But I was always with my brethren. Mm. My brethren would wake me up and my, I'd probably, my brethren would stay at my yard and we'd wake up together. Yeah, man, what are we on today? <laughs> that was the life. Mm. I'm on whatever my brethren's on. My brethren's on my iron. Going to prison made me enjoy my own company. It made me start understanding what I like. I started hiding the cell. Mm. Standing up my shower towels and my books there and my noodles there. But what that does, it creates stability. I didn't know at the time what I was creating, mm. but I was creating my, st- my stability. Because you got to remember, I was a mommy's boy, but I didn't iron, I didn't mm. wash, I didn't cook. Mm. You know, I'm trying to say I didn't hoover. There was no house chores going on. Mm. So I feel like that's what built me, bro. That built Mist. Mm. you know what I mean and then obviously doing the music which was a big decision I remember yeah, after my first video I went and grabbed my daughter yeah. and uh, my video that was out was with Shadow so the mother of my first child knows Shadow mm. when we're grabbing my daughter she's like ah oh, I see the music now you and Shadow doing that rap thing <laughs> here's your daughter but I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, that was so cold. Remember, yeah, I remember contemplating like, bro, I told my brethren, but I'm too old for this shit. Mm. I got my BM fucking kind of laughing off my thing. You know what I'm going to say? Mm. Like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I see you doing that video. Ah, I see it. Ah, I see Shadow as well in the background. Ah. You know, like, it wasn't a hype. <laughs> Fast forward. A year. Mm. I now had her siblings asking me for tickets mm. for festivals mm. and shows. And then everything, you know, for me, I always remember everything. It kicked back like, oh. I was like, bloody imagine this. <laughs> I got her sister and her aunt begging me for tickets. Mm. And a year ago, there was laughing. <laughs> mm. You gotta understand, there was really laughing. Like, ah, you doing music, are you? Ah. Yeah, see? And for that, for me, this kind of made me realise, like, whatever you manifest into that head, mm. whatever you visualise, it's bound to happen. Mm. You just got to keep that manifestation as strong, very strong, and, like, no matter what you're going through, you just got to, you just got to, turn a negative mm. to a positive. This is my main thing that I did. Any negative, I just had to make a positive out of it. Mm. I lose one of my cars, I'd be like, ah, well, you know what? Could have crashed in that later and died. If this happens, they take that. Well, you know what, bro? That could have happened. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I always try and get a positive from any negative. So, and I try and take a lesson from it. You, you spoke earlier about um, like the, the weight of being a man and I'm, I'm quite similar. So like, uh, one of the things that we try to do through this movement yeah, is that we all know what we have to do as men. Everyone here is yeah. delivering all of those things and more. But at the same time, it's just like, can I balance that out a little bit? And like, is there something in your life that you you fear 
a void that carries a slightly heavy burden than the rest of the things that just sits at the top? Yeah, I would say. But with growth, it's changed. Mm. I feel like younger me, I was so scared to embrace my relationship publicly. Mm. And that's because, not because I'm trying to hide anything. I just felt like I hate people's opinion when it comes to your relationship, mm. especially in the social media world these days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Um, I went for a stage mm. in my life where I didn't really want to embrace. I didn't mix fatherhood and my love life with my mm. lifestyle because I felt like it was two different things. I felt like if you're a rapper, you have to portray a certain image mm. and a certain way of living. With growth and who who I'm sculpting, who I want people to see me as, but I want them to know I'm a mashdad. I want them to know I'm a gentleman. Even though without posting what I do every day with my, my, my children and my thing, I still want them to know that, you know, this geezer, he lives a family life mm. every day. He's got a bird, he's got nippers. And you know what I mean? I try and juggle the both. At a stage of my life, I weren't down to juggle both. Mm. I'd keep it so separate. But I feel like the artist that I'm trying to scope for the end goal, this is all about to the end goal, who I want Mr. to be known as. He has to be known as a good father and a man that did his thing when it comes to being a dad. That there for me, going back to alpha male is a man a good father is an alpha male it doesn't matter how strong you are it doesn't matter how much dough you send but does do you put that time in that needs to be put in to your children so in the later life they can say you know what my dad done this and done this which i am here today that's what my definition of alpha male is is you being able to carry on a generation of thinking not about money. And yeah, of course it's money. We would all love to make sure our great grandkids, grandkids, great, 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 will never have to work a day in their life. But the same way, I want to leave a legacy of presence is key. And I feel like without being present, it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter how much dough you got and how much holidays, how much toys you buy. It's all about the presence. You know what I mean? For me, now I've got one of each. I have a child, I have a son. He's just over one. And I see how much he needs his dad. And not to, and beforehand, I'd seen the same with my daughter. I know how much and when they need the dad. I've even, I've grown to know that mm. when it's dad's time to come in. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's crazy because I'm a strict dad. But in the other... The other light, I'm just like a little walkover dad the same way. And that's all because of back down to my parents. So like the things that I won't allow my children to do is what I wasn't allowed to do as a kid. Mm. But I still, I've got my own way of parenting. So I'm not so too much, I'm not too much hard on bedtime. So... I would say when my daughter comes to my house, she knows, yo, I ain't got no bedtime. I'm at my dad's. <laughs> I'm not too lean. I'm on a, I'm a sweet man. I will sit down with the youths and smash sweets in as well. Like this other <laughs> thing, like, yo, you at dad's house. Let's watch a movie. Let's eat some sweets. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've got her into like an outdoor curriculum, like as well as 
quadding, motorbiking, all these sort of things. I like her to come and think, I only can do that with my dad. That outgoing kind of thing. Um, but again, man, yeah, man, just like... That's all good. I, am, I have one last question for you. Do you consider mm-hmm. yourself spiritual in any way, shape or form? 100%. I think without spirituality, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. You have to find a need and you have to find faith. Mm. And I'm not here trying to um, entice anyone to join in a religion or whatever, but I feel like spirit, to be spiritual, you just need to connect to whatever you feel comfortable connecting. It could be your higher power could be someone who passed away. Could be your parents, could be your grandparents, could be God. Whatever it is, it could be there's religions, you know what I mean? There's so much religions that, that that pray to different things and different people and different ways, knees, temples. You know what I mean? Some people do it in the bedroom. But I feel like spirituality is the key to keeping sane. Sometimes there's there's no answers to why certain things are happening to you in life. And the only answer I could say is to pray. Mm. And you can pray in any way. You can pray to whoever you want. But I just feel like being able to take time away for yourself to, even if you speak to yourself, even if you try and speak to your, the outer body or whatever it is, third person, or just tell yourself things, giving yourself time to to open your eyes to spirituality is a key thing because even down to nature, things that we see every day that we take as granted is very spiritual. You know what I mean? As much as even there's a new thing that I've been doing, grounding, where you just go out barefoot and cranking on the grass. But bro, I'm telling you, that helps. I don't care what anyone says. Grounding, popping out on the grass and grounding your feet, for me, was a key thing and taking in the wind and walking. Mm. Like bro, you think I'd walk anywhere? Just rewind five years, but I ain't walking nowhere. <laughs> I ain't walking. Mm. Like, yo, get me in the car and we'll go and shop mm. in the car. Walking for me in the morning is helped me. Mm. Gives me time to think about things that I couldn't think about before. So much stuff. But I just feel like, yeah, man, that is a big part of spirituality. Just walking, even if it's not sitting down and praying, mm. just walk and be free. Go stand in the middle of the field and take deep breaths mm. for 30 seconds. All of that is key. You know what I mean? And think positive. Thinking positive and saying positive things, it's all spiritual. Mm. You know what I mean? You've got to put things out into atmosphere to get it back. Powerful. Miss, thank you so much. That was uh, an incredible um, conversation that we had. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time out. But there's loads of things that reignited memories, even in myself, about how I was raised and just things that were said to me. And like I made the go-karts. We used to, you know, any abandoned buggies that we'd find by the bin, we'd take the wheels off and make a uh, make a go-kart of it. So I remember all those things. So it's really dope to connect with you on that, man. Dope Black Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.